p.m. Revolutions per minute. Indigenous music culture. Oh yeah, check one, check two. RPM FM, Revolutions Per Minute, Indigenous Music Culture. This is Oz12. I'm your host today. Coming to you from Coast Salish Territories and then Chinatown in the heart of Vancouver, British Columbia. And I'm on the line via Skype with Don Amaro. How you doing, man? Hey, good, brother. How are you? Very good, very good. Very good. Uh, you know, we hold it down in this Indigenous Music Culture style. We like to let our guests on this on these interviews uh, represent themselves and represent their nations and tribes. So if you could start with my name is and do all yeah. that stuff. That'd sure, be awesome. yeah. Well, well, my name is Don Amaro. I'm a Métis boy uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Been uh, playing music for the better portion of my life now, uh, but uh, got real serious in the last few years and uh, decided to take it on full time. And it's been a, a fantastic journey ever since. I got a couple albums out, and things are going well. Yeah, man, you've come onto the scene. You kind of made a, a, you know, kind of a big, a big splash in the last couple of years. What, you know, what, what, what can you accredit that to? Um, you know, there's a lot of things, obviously, that have to, you know, that, that fall into the grind of being a, a musician that's out there doing their thing. But, uh, uh, you know, the Aboriginal people of Canada have been huge supporters of what I do and, and have sort of jumped on board my vision and mission as an artist and, and you know, what I want to do. And it really, really, at the end of the day, it's about the love. And I, I'm just trying to spread that through music. And I think that's a message that, that you know, people from all walks of life are, are really into. And, um uh, that and, and I mean here in Manitoba our music association is second to none I mean it's it's they've done such a good job uh, the Aboriginal music program here trained me in my first few years of understanding the business of music and and uh, I, I would have to say that's that's a couple of the big things is you know that there is a business to music and I don't think a lot of people realize that as, as artists that that you have to also understand there's a business side to it and, and I really embraced that early on and uh, it gets tough sometimes because you wear two hats, right? Business guy and artist. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I'm 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 living the dream. I'm, I'm get to do what I love, and and there's no uh, no questions about it after that. Yeah, um, we talked to Alan Gray Eyes earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of like the Louis Riel of Aboriginal <laughs> music right now. Totally, totally. He's uh, he's been a guy that has extended uh, many of an opportunity to me. And, uh, and really, I think because of uh, Alan Gray Eyes, particularly him, uh, you know, the Aboriginal music scene in Canada has really uh, uh, grown uh, extensively because he's just a guy that is, uh, you know, doing a lot of the groundwork for us, making things happen, and, uh, and really does uh, keep, keep the big ship going. And, and I, I have a lot of uh, gratitude for, for Alan Gray Eyes. Um, yeah, you're, you're based, are you based in Winnipeg or in Manitoba? Yeah, born, born and raised right here in Winnipeg, and so I still live in Winnipeg. I'm I'm in the the French quarter of Winnipeg called Saint Boniface. I don't speak any French, however. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, uh, growing up and 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 starting your music career in Winnipeg, what 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 are the things you've seen change? Like, where has it been? Where do you think it's going? Well, I mean, you know, I come from the place where guys like, uh, you know, Randy Bachman and, and uh, the Guess Who and Neil Young, a lot of these guys are the legendary guys around here. And so the history is huge. You know, we've got a, a really rich history here. Um, and I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen any bands like that come out of Winnipeg. And, and uh, but at the same time, I think because of the rich roots, um, Winnipeg's just been a huge, you know, bed of artists and musicians coming out of it that uh, uh, really make it easy for guys like me to to step on the scene and 
and have a great foundation, you know, of, of music and musicians and, and clubs to play. And, um, you know, Winnipeg is, is a hotbed of, of music and talent. And, and so it's, it's, in some ways it's easy, in some ways it's tough because there's, you know, every guy down the street is also trying to release a CD and doing their thing too. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to do what you love and, and, uh, you know, don't worry too much about the numbers, but the numbers matter in a way too. Right. It's, you know, Winnipeg is like, it's always been known as like the crossroads of, of, of Canada. It's, it's, it's been known now as like the cent the central point, the center of Turtle Island. And yeah. also more recently, I've heard a nickname thrown around called the Red Hollywood. What do you think about that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Red Hollywood. I, I, I hadn't heard that, but, uh, I think I think that's a name we should we should be we should put a billboard up somewhere, big sign right on some sort of, I'd say a hill, but it's the prairie, so just put up <laughs> a, a wheat field or something <laughs> on the city limits and right up Portage and Maine. <laughs> exactly. What's a great Portage and Maine story you have? A great Portage and Maine story. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time on Portage and Maine. Well, here's one. Okay, um, my my younger. Uh, nephew, he was our cousin. Sorry, he was getting married a couple years ago, and uh, uh, so we figured one of the highest traffic volumes in Winnipeg is Portage and Maine. So uh, we dressed him up as a lady and got him to hold up a sign saying, "I'm getting married next week." And uh, he had uh, many offers standing right there on <laughs> the corner of Portage, Maine. <laughs> That's a great story. Um, how how has Indigenous culture inspired your music creation? Um, I know we have a, a, a rich history of, of tradition and, um, I love how the Aboriginal culture has really, has a respect and, and love of the land and of its people. Um, and for me, that's, that's a major, major message that I feel has resonated from ancestry and through me and, and what I'm trying to do as a musician. And, um, but I also know that there's, uh, unfortunately, a darker history, which obviously gets a lot of the light shed on it, and, and the stuff and the, and the trials and tribulations of our of our people in the last, you know, two three hundred years, um, or more than that. Um, and uh, and I know that it's it's one of these things that I feel like people my age and 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 of all generations, I would say in the Aboriginal culture, want to see. Uh, that be let the past be the past in some ways, and in another way. Uh, you know that the acknowledgement of of what happened is, is there, and uh, for me, I'm just trying to trying to change the world um, with a message of love, like I said, and and uh, trying to heal through music, and and I think that because of the roots that I come from, uh, I've always wanted to offer healing in a way uh, to our people and uh, um, allow people to. Uh, see a, a product of that history, uh, kind of be able to rise above that and say, you know what, I know the, the stuff that happened in our past, and I see it, and I felt it, and I, it happened to my ancestors. But we don't have to continue to be defined by that. And I think that there's a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of young people, a lot of young artists, and, and, and people just working out there doing their thing that I think are trying to grow beyond that. And, and we don't, I don't like the idea of having to be defined by the, the harsh things. I, I like the idea of being defined by the life I'm living now and also by the rich roots and culture we have uh, in our history as well. Yep, you heard it here, kids. The struggle shapes us but, but does not define us. Mm -hmm, totally.
Um, yeah, but you have a different music style. You know, there's a lot of country coming out of that that part of the area. But your your music is kind of it's got a, you know, it's it's got a bunch of different styles in it. So growing up, who were your bigger major major musical influences? Well, it's funny because I feel like in the last couple albums I've done, my music has sort of started to to flow a little bit country, which is interesting. But uh, I mean, I, when I was younger, I listened to everything from boys to men to cranberries to Garth Brooks. You know what I mean? So it was all over the map, and then as of late, you know, it's guys like John Mayer and Keith Urban and uh, Martin Sexton, um, you know, some names like that. Like like a guy like Martin Sexton, I don't think a lot of people know him, uh, but he is, I think he's, you know, by by any stretch, he's definitely the uh, the best singer-songwriter player I've ever heard. And uh, and if people don't know Martin Sexton, you got to look this guy up. He'll blow your mind. Yeah. Um, Indian country. That that's mm-hmm. it's, it's a big entity. It's always been a big thing. I know growing up with my grandparents, uh, country music was a with my <laughs> grandparents, my aunties, all that kind of stuff. Country music was a huge thing. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, country. It's it's so easy to relate to. I think that's that's the main, big reason why it's always been so huge. Is it's relatively simple songs. A lot of it's about love. A lot of it's about you know I'm lonely. A lot of it's about um, you know I, I I lost everything and I'm trying to get it back. Um, and and in a way, I think a lot of people relate to that. You know, it's it's easy to sit there and turn a song on in a car when you've just broken up with your sweetheart, and you know some guys humming a tune in your ear that you just say, "Yeah, that's exactly how I feel." And and I think that country music really does that, and uh, and and that's probably why it's been uh, what it is. It's because it's it's a real uh, the the work in man's music. I think you know. Yeah, on the uh, notorious big movie. <laughs> Biggie Smalls' his mom is like, I like country music. They tell good stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, tell us a little about a little bit about your experiences traveling to native communities. Um, yeah, it's it's been interesting. I, I um, it's 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 tough because I mean you go to a lot of reservations and and I mean I come from the city, so I'm a I'm I'm an urban Indian, right? So I I I know the city, I know the bright lights, I know the concrete buildings, and uh, the first one of the first communities I ever went to is Pakatawagan here up up in northern Manitoba, and Pakatawagan is one of the uh, I, I I would say poorest reservations in Canada. It's it's definitely I mean every I know every province has theirs, and and uh, but it was it was a tough thing the first time I saw it because I realized that um, there's a lot of Obviously, you know, as we were talking before about the, the the past defining the present, and that's I was I really witnessed that, you know, there and seeing a lot of the strife and, and struggle and, and you know the suicide rates there are way too high compared to the rest of the the, the society. And um, on top of that, I see a lot of hope, and I see kids that have such a passion to do good things in the world, um, and and a lot of these kids. Uh, uh, that I see, they're just, they're so incredibly talented um, with limited opportunity. And, uh, and my hope over the years as my career builds and, and, and my, my ability to have a hand in helping those, those kids and the youth develop the things that they have, whether it's in the arts or whether it's in some other, uh, you know, uh, business that they want to get into, I really hope that I can help in some way, say, planting seeds and, and, and maybe creating inroads for them to find a way to, to, to do what they love because it's it's not right that just because I grew up in the city that I get to pursue my love. 
I think other other kids in, in all walks of life, in all areas of this country, need need a chance to do that too. Yeah, mentorship is quite important uh, for youth. I do a lot of mentorship work myself. Uh, who were your mentors growing up? Um, I mean, for me, I, I mean, I was I was a relatively faithful school kid. I, I was uh, I always worked hard at trying to trying to pull together the good grades and. And uh, and I had a lot of good teachers. Uh, one in particular that I think had a major impact on my life was my um, my. Funny enough, I don't think you know this, but I used to be a hip hop and breakdance instructor. Oh wow! I did that for for a couple of years back in the early millennium here, and uh, um, and so my teacher Sophia, uh, she really took the time to make sure that I, I understood uh, what was important in life, and and that you know she really made me see that that education was really important, even more than and the glory of the dance floor and, and all that stuff, you know, and, um, and I think that she really, uh, I think without her, my life would have turned out very different. So I, I have to give uh, Sophia Constantini uh, a big shout out, uh, you know, I know she's, she's kind of a, a big, big deal here in the Manitoba dance scene. And I, and I just think that there's a lot of kids that uh, lives that she's really helped, um, you know, straighten out. Yeah. Don Amaro, B-boy, Supreme. <laughs> B-boy country singer. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Shane Yellowbird used to be a rapper, right? Was he? Yeah, he said that no in an way. interview. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. <laughs> um, what kind of thoughts do you have about this whole labeling of Aboriginal music? You know, some say it's a double-edged sword. Some say it's a good thing. Some say it's a bad thing. Where do you stand? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I find it interesting uh you know, I've been in a few interviews where, where people will say, "And oh, here's Aboriginal musician Don Amaro," and and I, and I and I say to them, "Well, actually, hang on." I said, "I'm a musician who's Aboriginal." I said because, like, I do feel that Aboriginal music is its own sound, in, in some ways, uh, you know, because immediately when I think Aboriginal music, my mind goes to traditional sounds, you know, the the drum uh, and and uh, some some flutes and things like that, and I and I really kind of and the chanting and. Um, and I don't really feel like my music has a lot of that element. I I do think that that what I do is a residual effect of of like I say the roots. Um, but at the same time, I think that it is its own category. And uh, um, but however, there's a scene that's Aboriginal music scene as well, and that's been huge for me. So it's uh, yeah, maybe double-edged sword might be a good way of putting it. But at the same time, I think it's up to you as an artist to make sure that you don't stay within a certain box, you know? If you want to do that, great, you know, that's that's up to you. It's, it, it may become easier for you to market yourself that way too, but I've really made it an important part of my business strategy as an artist to be present in not just the Aboriginal music scene, but also the <laughs> white music scene, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, you know, like the, just the public eye and public perception that I'm, that I'm not just the the next... Well, you know, I don't know, Buffy St. Marie, and not that that would be a bad thing, but, you know, she very much hit a, a niche thing in, in being that Aboriginal person, you know, and I'm kind of, it's, it's a tough question to answer, right, because I feel like I'm a little bit all over the map in that way, and I think there's a lot of artists like me that are feeling that same way. Yeah, it's always a tough one, but, you know, <laughs> it's like it's like trying to be a part of the world, we have to actually be a part of the world, right? Yeah, totally. If you could work with any artist, past or present, who would that be? Good question. Well, I mentioned Martin Sexton. I yeah. think uh, I think it would be unbelievable to sit down and, and, and work with that guy. Um, let me think here, past or present. 
yeah, Martin Sexton is a guy I've always had a big appreciation for. Uh, here we go. Maybe they're listening. Blue Rodeo. I've always been a huge fan of Blue Rodeo. I keep waiting for them to call me up and say, hey, Don, come and play some shows with us. So uh, I, I love I love a lot of their tunes. I'm, I'm really excited. They're actually coming here uh, in about a month. Uh, I'm going to be going to check out their show at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. So good guys. Are you at the Folk Fest this year? Uh, not the Winnipeg one. I'm actually coming to BC. I'm going to be playing the Salmon Arm uh, Music Festival this August. Uh, i got a couple other small things that I'm doing uh, here in around Manitoba, a couple of gigs here and there. And playing with uh, Shane Yellowbird on June 21st uh, at the Red River X. Nice, yeah. nice. Abber Aboriginal Day is huge out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, uh, June 21st is actually the day I'm dropping my uh, the new single, Right Where I Want to Be, as well as um, uh, the new video for that, that single, too. Where is that going to be dropped on? Um, we, we're actually going to do it. Uh, the, the video will, will obviously be at uh, my website, donamero.com, but we're also going to try to get it out there to uh, the CMT. And um, and the single is going to be right across Canada on all commercial country pop radio stations. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. It's good to see good launches like that on the, yeah, long, yeah. On the longest day of the year. <laughs> so I have hopefully more spins. That's the idea. Yeah. Uh, what, else, what else do you do other than music? Um, what else do I do other than music? I eat lots of food. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just music. I, I, uh, yesterday I was a gardener for a couple hours. Um, but yeah, no, I, I quit my day job. I was doing hardwood floor, uh, about four years ago, three and a half, four years ago. And, uh, and I just realized that music was my thing and I wasn't doing it. And I, so I just went to my boss and said, I'm done. And, and I had, you know, for me, my days are basically, you know, sitting in front of the computer, you know, getting some, doing some networking and ma mailing and messaging that way. And uh, on the other side of that, I'm, uh, you know, I, I enjoy working out, long walks on the beach. <laughs> All that good stuff. Yeah. What kind of advice would you have for these upcoming artists trying to step into the uh, music industry? Um, you know, I get that question asked a lot too, and, and I... I th I've basically feel like I've narrowed it down to two things that have worked for me. And number one is just, you know, being authentic and being yourself. Um, you know, don't try to be somebody else or be that guy that, that, you know, you can have a lot of inspirations and a lot of music that you love, but don't try to be them, you know, be yourself and be inspired by them. On the other side of that is, uh, just n understand you're never owed anything. You know, every little thing you get is a gift. Every time you sell a CD, you didn't need, they didn't need to buy your CD. You know, you just really have to be grateful for for those the small things and, and the big things will come. Authenticity, integrity. You heard it here, kids. <laughs> um, you already told us your future music plans. Well, you've got a single and a video coming out. Does that mean there's an album to follow soon? Well, this the this single is actually a re-released tune from my latest album called "The Long Way Home." Okay. And so, uh, so we went back in the studio and. and you know, threw a few more things on it. We got pedal steel on it now. We sent it down to Nashville and had a, a guy throw some pedal steel on there and uh, threw a bit more instrumentation. I have one of the guys from Doc Walker playing on it and uh, just really wanted to, uh, you know, offer it, it, it to be the best quality song we can put out there. Uh, and then and then the idea is between now and, and kind of winter is, is coming up with a, a whole new catalog of songs to, uh, to record album number four. So, I think we're looking at around springtime 2012 to release uh, album number uh, four. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I just want to ask a couple of questions about how indigenous are you? What are your favorite? How indigenous are you? <laughs> what are your favorite indigenous foods? 
Well, I mean, I mean, I'd be amiss if I didn't say Bannock because I mean that's you know, even white people like Bannock. Baked uh, or fried? <laughs> baked or fried? Uh, fried. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? I get into. Uh, I'm a big moose meat fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moose meat, especially you know if it's marinated right, that stuff is like chocolate. Um, I think what else have I had lately? Um. Yeah. What is it? Aboriginal diet, what is it? Moose meat and bannock anyways, isn't that all? Yeah, moose, <laughs> bannock, fish. Fish, yeah, lots of fish. Yeah. Salmon. You know, you know what's funny? I mean, it's not it's not an issue, but it's, uh, I've been eating a lot of sushi lately. Yeah, just found my way to sushi. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Vancouverites, we're uh, out here on the Salish Sea, we're big into sushi. It's a staple, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> How indigenous are you? What is your favorite slang term? Native slang term. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get you to, to, to bust that on a video once. <laughs> uh, how indigenous are you? Do you have a favorite MacGyver story? The time when you had to fix something with nothing but your indigenous ingenuity. Uh, um my MacGyver skill, yeah. <laughs> what did I have to do? Uh, man, you know what? I think I think one time I was uh, I was trapped in a in a room, and uh, I had a paper clip handy, and the, and I, I used that to get my handcuffs off and 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 unlatch the door. I had to do that one time. Wow, that's 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 pretty ninja right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's any I actually I think that's an actual MacGyver episode. I can't remember if it was me or him. I I'm unsure. <laughs> yeah, we're claiming him as a as an indigenous culture person as well. <laughs> There's anything else you'd want to share with the world of indigenous music culture, what would that be? I think I think that uh there's a lot of good things happening right now. Keep your eyes peeled. I think the world's changing, and uh, and I know that Aboriginal music in Canada is changing it, and uh, and I think that it's it's going to be uh, an interesting few years ahead with what what's going on in the music scene here in Canada. Word up, word up. RPM FM, Revolutions Per Minute, Indigenous Music Culture. This is Oz12 sitting here via Skype with Don Amaro. Just want to thank you for coming to talk to us, man. Hey, thanks, thanks, brother, and uh, and the fans. You guys can check out donamero.com. It's a brand new site, just released, and uh, tons of information on there and blogs and stuff. Uh, see what I'm doing on on the site there. Check him out on his social media, and you can check that out also on our website. We'll leave a link there. Thanks, man. Hey, take care, brother.